Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Hey everyone, welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Rita Hurry. Today, I have a special guest. His name is Larry Armstead II, and he is an alignment coach, a divine human design reader, an author, and a spiritual leader. Larry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. So first of all, I love to know people's journey in life. So what was your life like growing up and when did you discover and evolve in your spiritual journey? Um, I So I grew up in uh, the U.S. in the Midwest, Southern Indiana. Um, fairly normal, great um, childhood, um, but I've always been a spiritual guy, even from a little guy things of spirituality or just big things like that have always interested me. Um, and something occurred at 15 years old that, you know, I didn't ask for. It happened to me. Um, I foresaw the death of my oldest brother about a year before it happened. Wow. Um, and I saw it in great vivid detail in what I call my spiritual IMAX because what happened is I we were at a gathering after church and... I was, we were, you know, at my aunt's house and we were having conversations and I was taken from that bar stool that I was sitting on and it was like I was transplanted somewhere else and there was this big, what I call the IMAX screen and I saw all of the details of my brother's death happening on that screen and of course, it, it freaked me out, um, yeah. you know, so from that point, um, I kind of put that to the back of my head. Um, I was like, this this can't be a real thing. You know, of course, I told my parents about it because I was, of course, freaked out. Yeah. Um, but I put it to the back of my head. I said, you know, OK, maybe I made this up. Maybe I'm just crazy. Um, and for a year, nothing happened mm -hmm. until it did. Um, until the day that I woke up and I started recognizing things from that vision. And I was in the right places at the right times that I saw in my vision. And when I finally got to what I call the, the climax of the vision, um, which was me going to my aunt's house and right. her saying from the bottom of the stairs, oh my God, we got to leave because she just got in a phone call. I knew yeah. what was happening. And from that point, um, this is 1999. Yeah. Um, so the internet is a baby. Um, and so we don't have, we didn't have all the access to the information that we have now. So I went out to the library and I checked out every book on psychic mediumship, ghost, spirituality, anything. I probably decimated that area of the library because I brought everything home that I could because I'm like, I want to know what happened to me. What was this thing? Yeah. Um, I couldn't reconcile it with the church experience at all because that's not something that I was, you know, we grew up talking about. My uncle wasn't a pastor and he didn't have an explanation for me. No one seemed to have an explanation for what happened. But the more that I explored the spiritual aspect and it's just experimented with all these spiritual things that I was reading in these books 
the tarot cards and the oracle and mediumship and energy clearing and all these things, the more the gift that was in me began to develop and the more I began doing this for other people. And then we look up, you know, years later and here I am with, you know, my own website over at parallelary.com doing this, you know, for people all over the world. When, I mean, obviously that whole incident must have been scary, must have felt quite vulnerable as well. What was people's reaction when you did come out and say it? Because, you know, it takes a lot of strength to be able to to say, look, I've seen I've seen this. This this is what happens. You know, a lot of people would kind of hide hide away from doing that. But it takes a lot of strength. And and you 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 went out there. Was it was it the fear that kind of got you? talking to people what was what was their reaction I know I'm asking a lot of questions in one there but but no you're those are those are really good questions um you know of course you know so rewinding I'm 15 years old and you know Mm. again this thing just happens to me and at this point I I am heavily involved in the church I mean I'm there to open the doors when the church door opens and there to lock it when it's time for us to leave so I'm really involved there And, you know, I'm the guy that's highlighting multiple Bibles and all the things at night. And I just didn't have an answer. So more than anything, I was curious. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is what drove me. The fear had a little bit to play with it. Um, Of course, you know, I went to my parents freaked out saying, oh, my God, this is what I saw happening. But more than anything, I was curious, especially after my brother passed. I was curious, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why did I get to foresee this? Yeah. What yeah. what made me what made me special? What made me chosen to see this? And that's an answer I still don't have. All I know is it awakened something within me that I'm now able to that I've been able to experiment with and that I've been able to strengthen and now share with people. Yeah, yeah. And and I love that the fact that you took something that was so transformative to you and so personal to you. And you made that decision that I need to help others. And what was it that was that point where you said, I am going to take this and help others? What was it that actually confirmed that for you? So I began doing... After, you know, about six, eight months of experimentation with all these spiritual modalities and divination tools, um, I began doing little, I didn't know they were readings at the time, but I just began sharing with friends. Um, you know, I have friends in New York. I have friends down in Texas and Chicago and all these places. So um, people that weren't local, I would begin sharing this stuff with them because, again, me still being in the church, I was still a little terrified that oh my god people are going to say this is the devil especially in the bible belt of the midwest people are going to say this is the devil so i would do all this stuff in secret i would buy the library books i would bring them home i'd hide them in my closet i had my hide the tarot cards in my closets and i just you know do this for people my friends all across the country and and when i started getting these confirmations back like how in the world did you know that How, how did you how did you get this information? And I'm like, I don't know. It just comes across this spiritual IMAX and it's just there. And then it's when I finally met um, one of my really good friends that now lives in Texas. Um, I did a reading for her. We were sitting at her house and a feather came floating down out of the, 
just clear blue. And I said, hey, do you have any feather pillows, feather down comforters, anything? She said, no. And I was like, well, there's one that just flowed down. She was like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, here it is. And I felt that vibration in my body. And I was like, oh, cool. the spiritual IMAX thing is about to happen again. And I was like, do you care if I share with you what happens? And she said, sure. And I was able to reveal to her, um, her grandfather was there. And I first revealed some really gory stuff that happened because he took his own life. And I kind of came back in my body. And she, I mean, she was crying and she was like, how do you know this? Because we had just became really good friends. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just sharing with you. I'm guessing this is resonant. And it was her that said, have you ever thought about doing this for other people? And we went to see the movie Paranorman. And she said, you're just like Paranorman, except you're Paralary. So that's how that name came to be. Oh, wow. Okay. And she said, you should do this online. You should do this online. People would pay you, would pay you for this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I took that and I just ran with it. And the rest is, as they say, history. Wow. Wow. That's, it's lovely that I love the way spirituality can't be explained but it can be felt it can be do you know what i mean it's like it's an experience and it's and and i think that's one of the beautiful things about spirituality it's something that no words can explain the feeling and the transformation that it brings and yeah. that's what your work brings and it just sounds from since we've just started talking that that this whole journey is like it's not pinpoint this is what happened this is this that's that it's still got that underlying who knows why who knows why it's you who knows why but it just is and you're following that path do you get that feeling I mean yes and that's that's how I feel about it I mean I am still to this day in fact just this week I'm still adding spiritual modalities because I there's this insatiable desire and thirst and hunger in it for me. Um, and now that I'm so far, you know, in the rabbit hole, I want more. I want all that my nervous system can accept. So I, I don't know why me. I don't know why I was chosen to see, you know, the death of my brother. I don't know why I was have been able to do this for people all over the world. I have no idea, but I don't think it's a question for me to answer. Um, yeah. I think it's just something for me to give to people. Yeah, to almost just walk in faith and just live out your purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. So you also sing and write music, don't you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> do you, would you, I mean, would you ever consider using music to channel your message or have you used music and lyrics to channel your message to other people? I have, uh, so I've used it in my poetry. Um, I'm actually working on music and stuff now for the book I'll be writing. Um, each chapter is going to begin with a kind of a poem that I'm going to turn into a song um, and that'll lead into everything. So it, it, it's all, it's all kind of going to be a full circle moment because before the spirituality thing, I always say the three things that I, I was brought into this planet knowing how to do was sing, was right and then the spirituality thing was you know thing i've always been curious about so th those are the three like core gifts that i've been walking around with so i'm like if i can blend those things you know yeah. i i would love to so yeah it's it's actually in the works 
Oh, wow. Okay. So there was a reason why I asked that question then. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So moving on to human design. Now I'm curious about this. So exactly what is human design? So human design is called the science of differentiation or individuation. Um, and it w- it came through a vessel um, by the late Ra Uruhu, um, who's the founder of human design. He had an experience with what he calls the voice um, that said, are you, you know, are you ready to work? And in this experience, you know, he had all the fluid drained from his body. He had an eight day mystical experience where he was downloaded with all this information from um, the divine, from the mystical that showed him that there were specific energy types, the way these specific energy types are supposed to move and interact and make decisions with the world, um, the way people show up in the world, how their energy actually interacts, um, how the auric field reacts with people and with other things. And um, it, it really shows you it reveals to you or reintroduces you to yourself. Um, There are things that you have probably done your entire life, ways that you've been your entire life, things people have said to you. And for me, when I first discovered it, I saw myself. I was in resistance to it for a while because I was like, I don't need another spiritual modality. But when I finally let it in and just looked at it, I was like, wow, this explains why I have been this way my entire life. This explains why I do this behavior my entire life. This explains all of this. It is like seeing the blueprint for your life or the map for your life right in front of you. It is like having an instruction manual for this is how you live your life. And that is how I explain it to people. Do you ever wish that life came with an an instruction manual? Turns out it actually does. Okay. So because I know there's something like um, something that I've studied is like certain we're different energy types. Yes. And therefore that's why we we are the way that we are in terms of our behavior, our personalities and and why we react certain ways. So is it is it similar to that? And is it something that you actually you do a test? Because I know on your website you've got like a uh, an assessment that people can do and that would give you would that give you an outline of what's your what is it called what your human design is yeah know. well yeah yeah it'll be what you, it'll it's basically what your design is so if you go to my website um you plug in just a little bit of information it it is based on your birthday your birth location and the time of your birth to the best of your knowledge um, the more specific your time, the more accurate your chart's going to be. But what it does is it it blends um, a series of traditions. So it blends the the Kabbalah, it um, it blends the zodiac and astrology, um, Eastern and Western astrology. It blends the Chinese uh, I Ching, um, and it synthesizes them all down into one tangible piece of information and it kind of mutates all of these um, modalities into one container that we call human design so when you put in your birthday and you put in your birth location and you put in your birth time Mm -hmm. it'll let you know this is what was happening planetarily at the time the exact moment of your birth 
this is where these planets were sitting. This is what was happening basically in the universe. And this is what has been imprinted upon the vehicle that you are driving around in this lifetime. And your vehicle has a very specific set of instructions or for your energy type on the way that you're supposed to navigate or interact with the world. And what human design will show you is how to live a life without resistance and how to live a life of flow and ease. Right. Okay. It's really interesting because I, I teach something called primordial sound meditation, which is pretty similar. It's um, created by um, Deepak Chopra and it is based on the sounds around your birth time and dates so the universal sounds around and that's when that becomes your mantra and then you meditate on that mantra of of that so in terms of the human design and that you know that may be something that you you know you'd want to check out because i think you'd be pretty interested in that absolutely yeah so, i'm gonna write that down it, it, you said that's primordial primordial sound meditation yeah. I, it is being is it's being written down right now. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> but yeah, but so someone has this, they have that um information. So it guides them through life. Is it because I know obviously I've had like my birth chart read, um, um and they've told me, you know, sort of guidance of, okay, this has happened. And now, you know, this is going to sort of um, help you move forward and, and make in terms of making decisions. Is it quite similar to that? Because that's how I'm understanding it. And then yourself as a reader will kind of break it down so that people get clarity in it. Is that, am I right? Or am I completely? <laughs> you're, you're, you're in the, you're in the ballpark with it here. Um, so what human design will do is once you find out what your design is, the first thing that we tell people is to learn what we call your strategy and authority. And your strategy is, you know, your way of actually moving through life strategically, right? Mm -hmm. How you're actually designed to interact with life and your authority um, has, here's how I explain, explain it to people. We can all identify an outer authority. We can look at the police, for example. We know that is an authority figure, right? But we're all born with our own inner authority as well. And that inner authority is actually what guides us. And typically what we do um, as human beings is we live by the mind, right? The mind likes to be in control and create these fantastical stories. But the bigger part of your experience with human design, all the mechanics of human design actually happen below the head, right? Yeah. So it's your body actually knows the way. So once you know what your strategy and your authority is in human design, you begin experimenting with human design in everyday life from every decision about, should I eat this food or should I eat that food? Um, should I go here or should I go there? Should I do this or that? You get to find out these this information. And the beautiful thing about human design is it's not um, take our word for it, just do it, this is the way that it is. The mantra is experiment with it. Don't take our word for it, experiment it, see, see if it works, run the experiment in your life yeah. and just follow your strategy and authority and every choice or decision that pops up in your life. And what you will begin to see very quickly is the energy types have signature emotions of what we call the self and signature emotions of what we call the not self. 
So I'll use myself for example. Um, in human design, I am what they call a manifesting generator, which means I am a multi-passionate person. I will have 50 different things going on at once. Um, and I'm, I'm an energy type that is designed to actually skip steps. Um, we go into things and we enter into things um, correctly and we see what doesn't work. And we're like, oh, that step doesn't need to be there. That step doesn't need to be there. That step doesn't need to be there. And we'll skip those steps. Um, and we make things, you know, more efficient. But if we enter into things as manifesting generators incorrectly, then our signature not self, and it's literally what it sounds like is when we're not being ourselves, um, but our signature not self emotion is frustration. Frustration and anger and impatience. Those are the three keynotes for the manifesting generator. Um, and that's how, that is our clue that whatever it is we're doing, whatever it is we're interacting with or taking up on ourselves is not in proper alignment for us. But when we are in proper alignment, the manifesting generator experiences satisfaction and peace. Yeah. And that lets us know we are on the right path. And there are um, four different energy types in human design. And each one of them has their own signature um, self energy and their own signature, not self-energy. And it's for you to use your strategy and authority to navigate life and experiment with those things so you can live a life that is free of resistance. So it's not only telling you um, this is what you are and this is where you've been, this is where you're going. This is actually saying you're going to get to make your own decisions. You're still going to participate in life. This is going to remove the roadblocks that you're going to encounter along the way. I love that. I love the, the clarity that's that comes through it gives you the power you know you're not giving away your power you're actually back in control you're in the driving seat of your life and which direction but doing it with more knowledge then you know you're not going in blind which is absolutely yeah definitely i could, could see a lot of people loving that well thank you for explaining that to me i get it now <laughs> 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 and I mean, it, it, and if you would like, we can even do, if you would be comfortable, we can even do an impromptu pull of your chart. And I do a, a low level kind of chart reading for you just to explain, um, just so you can see how it works and your listeners could hear how it works, uh, if that's something you'd be interested in. Yeah, let me think about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Just in case my listeners don't want to, oh, it's all about Ria. I want to know about me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but in terms of like, because I know like manifesting law of attraction is a, is a big thing. And then we all try to manifest the best things for ourselves and like, you know, achieve our goals and everything. How does, I mean, I can see it, but can human design and I know obviously you mentioned about you being like the manifesting energy can it work hand in hand can you follow the practice of law of attraction and follow human design or are they supposed to be worked separately so you're gonna you're gonna open up a can of worms um <laughs> so for any any traditionalist human design person listening to this cover your ears because I have a little heretical stuff in me um, so I'll say something um, for me. I don't believe that any spiritual tradition is independent of the other. I believe they are all puzzle pieces that snap into one another. 
And I believe human design is just another piece of that. So because we are in this third dimensional time space reality, there are certain laws, certain hermetic laws that we are bound to. And, you know, the law of attraction or the law of mirroring is one of those laws. Um, but there is a way that we can get there using human design that actually gets you there quicker and in more alignment with you. Um, because you'll find in human design, there are, again, four different energy types. Um, and one of them specifically is called a manifester. Yeah. And their job is to initiate or bring new things into the world. And then you have the manifesting generator whose job is to, you know, be multi-passionate and to act and to be kind of the energizer bunnies of the world, right? Mm -hmm. And you hear the names and they're kind of almost misnomers, in my opinion, yeah. um, because you hear, um, well, if I'm not a manifester, if I'm not a manifesting generator, does it mean that I can't manifest? Absolutely not. Because what you'll find in human design is in your body graph or your human design chart, there are nine different energy centers. Um, and it's kind of, it's based on the chakra system um, that you would find in traditional Hinduism. Yeah. Um, but there's, a, you know, the addition of two uh, additional energy centers. And the throat center is actually the center for manifestation. And there are some people that have what we call defined throats, which means their throat, they have consistent energy to speak and manifest from that um, from that specific energy center, or they don't. But there are also mm -hmm. other ways of bringing things into the world, and everyone has a part to play. Wow, that is so interesting. Because I know in terms of the chakras, because um, I do chakra healing, the power chakra, the um, solar plexus, is known as the area of manifestation you know, because it's the area of power, confidence and everything. So it's interesting to know that from the throat um, aspect in terms of human design. Wow, this is really interesting. You've opened my mind and I'm sure you've <laughs> many listeners out there. So, yeah, this is great. Um, we, you know, they, we're living in also in a, in a time where a lot of people are stressed. A lot of people are kind of going down and down either whether it's work related relationship related or anything um personal and they're finding it difficult to get motivated to, to get up and and tap into their power what would you say to someone who's kind of hit rock bottom and is feeling helpless and has heard about human design and, you know, heard about all these spiritual um, modalities, knows they need help, but it's like, I can't. What would you say is the first step that they, they should do or guidance? What would you say? Uh, number one, I have been there with you um, recently. Um, as, you know, four years ago, um, I was in a um, – 10, nearly 10 year relationship that just abruptly ended. Um, and I was, you know, in that very sunken place is what I call it. Um, a very dark, very sunken place. And the first thing that you have to realize when you're in that spot, and this will kind of deviate a little bit from human design for me, this is where I kind of get on my spiritualist kick here. But you have to realize in that sunken place is you have to accept where you are. The, the more you kick and scream and moan and complain and, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, the more the darkness comes, the more the, the struggle comes, the more 
weight is put on you, the more that elephant sits and bears down on your chest. It's about a complete relaxation into this is where I am and simply accepting it. You don't have to do anything with it. You don't have to do anything. There's nothing that you need to do. There's nothing that you need to figure out. Just accepting this is where I am at this point. From that moment, you will be able to, something will happen, something will shift. And I've seen it happen in several of my clients. Um, the moment you just surrender the resistance, you end up with clarity and you end up finding this little match that you can hold up and it'll start guiding you out of the darkness. Make no mistake, it's not a comfortable situation. It's not fun, mm -hmm. but you have to accept exactly where you are. And you also have to realize that as much as you're screaming at the top of your lungs, someone help, the, the someone that you're asking for to come help is yourself. Yeah. No one is, no one's coming to save you, unfortunately. And that is one of the biggest lessons that I teach every client that I have. Mm. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to rescue you. You're going to have to rescue yourself. And I know a lot of people say, but how? There is always a how. Mm. And it's, and it's in the acceptance piece. You have to allow yourself permission to cry and to feel crappy and to feel all of the things that you're trying to avoid feeling yeah. because those feelings, those things that you're avoiding, they come with information and they're trying to tell you something. And it's about perking up and listening to what those things are actually trying to tell you. And the moment that you hear them, you'll never be able to unhear them. And those, those things will be the things that guide you out of that dark sucking place into a, into a place of empowerment. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's that's what I love about like what we do in terms of sometimes people don't give themselves that space to hear themselves to yeah to know that the because we all have the answer within and we seek help we seek guidance from others just in a way so we can open up and let everything out and we can almost have that sounding board and realize hold on actually that person's there they're gifted to hear me but then i am gifted to help myself if that makes sense you know it's absolutely it's, we're just that vessel almost do you say absolutely i mean we're so used to and i'm and, you know i'm preaching to the choir for myself we're so used to turning all of our power away to the outside of us you know we'll we're turning away to work um we'll turn it away to a doctor we'll turn it away and i'm not saying don't go to the doctor that's not what i'm saying um but we'll we'll turn it away to work we'll turn it away to a doctor we'll turn it away to a parent or to a lover or to our kids or to this or that and then you come you end up in life and you look up and you feel completely disempowered and you feel defenseless and you feel powerless and you feel helpless and you're like how did i get here mm. when they're during life, we go through a series of, you know, traumas in our lives. Our first trauma is, you know, being born. That's our introduction into this time-space reality. We're in this warm, you know, environment where everything is taken care of for us. And then, bam, here we are out here. And that is our first introduction to trauma. And all these traumas continue to happen. And along the way, we fragment into these little bitty pieces. 
And all these little bitty pieces are either we, we deem them acceptable or we deem them unacceptable. And the ones we deem unacceptable, we push all the way to the corner. And they're, they're like little kids on the playground. They see all this new shiny stuff on the playground, stuff that's never been played on before. And they want to go play. But because we told them, no, you're not acceptable. You can't go do that. Stay over there. We're going to present the parts that we believe are acceptable. Mm. That is when the trouble comes. And that's when you have all these memes kind of popping up. You know, um, the one that I see all the time is, you know, check on your strong friends. Mm. Well, the strength is probably inauthentic because yeah. you you have shown that part of yourself. That's the part that kept you saved. That's the part that kept you protected. That's the part that kept you seen. Um, so that's the part you presented to the world. And when in reality, there is a bigger part of yourself that you have kind of disowned and pushed into the corner that just wants to be held and that wants to be vulnerable and that wants to be seen. But until we acknowledge that little guy in the corner that needs to be vulnerable and that feels powerless and helpless, we're going to continue perpetuating the same patterns. And every time you find yourself in a repeating pattern, you're attracting the same type of people or the same type of situation that is literally the, the universe bringing it to you and saying, hey, we want to complete this. We want to we want to reunify both aspects of yourself. And we want to make sure that you're a complete person. But every time we miss it, we got to go back through the cycle again. So why do you keep dating the same person? Yeah. Because every time you date the same person, the universe is trying to say to you, what did you do last time that you didn't do this time? How is this a reflection of you and your issues with your mom or your dad or your brothers or your sisters that you had growing up? That's the stuff it's asking for us to look at. And it's not comfortable stuff to look at sometimes. Yeah, it's but easy. It's, it's so worth it. Thing, isn't it? It's easy to say, oh, I'm always attracting the wrong guy or the wrong girl. And it's like, there's there's something to it. Look at it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what, it, what I always say is, what is the thread that travels through all of these people? So if you're in a dating situation or your own, you know, your second or third marriage, and it's the same person with the same behaviors, just in a different body. What are those behaviors? And if you pull that thread, does it pull all the way back to maybe mom or dad? And this is the way I felt when I was six years old. And I can remember this specific thing happening. And even if you can't, you you don't have an active, active working memory of something actually happened to happening to you at, you know, six years old or five years old or whatnot. It doesn't matter because your body knows. Your body has kept the score. Your body knows what's going on. So even if you don't have a working memory, you can say there's something back there. Mm-hmm. And then that's where, you know, practitioners like myself and yourself come into play mm-hmm. where we're able to help you get back to those places to uncover those things in a safe manner with yeah. someone that you trust. So you can begin to bring those things to the surface so you can heal them. Yeah, exactly. Love that. So you have a book, Where's My Pizza? Love the title. So what is it about? Where's My Pizza? Um, <laughs> Where's My Pizza is actually, it's being, it's being um, republished right now with journaling pages and all that stuff. So keep an eye out for that. But Where's My Pizza is a book about using the power of expectation to create the life that you always want. Right. Um so in a in a meditation one night, I heard uh, very clearly in life, you don't get what you want. You get what you expect. So mm. if you wake up and you expect that, you know, oh, my God, I'm going to go to a place that I hate for work and work's going to be awful and da, 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 da. Because you have expected that, you're going to run into exactly what you expect. So it is 
simply the law of attraction, kind of I say on steroids a little bit, um, because what you expect expects you as well. Mm, so that. it's you're you're sending out all these energetic RSVPs. Um, oh my God, I'm going to go visit my parents for the holidays and it's going to be such a bad time and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And then you get there and you're like, see, told you, I knew it was going to happen. Well, that's exactly what you expected to happen. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen when you when you did that? So where's my pizza shows you how to identify your expectations. Listen to the subtext. Listen to what you're actually saying to yourself about your situations, about your life. And then, okay, if I if I change my expectation, if I change the way that I'm framing things and then the way I'm saying things, then I can actually manipulate the outcome in my favor. So I can begin expecting good things to happen to me. Excellent. And when is that book republished? When is it out again? Um, I'm thinking December. It was going to be a little bit over the summer, but I had quite a few um, human design conferences that I was at and spoke at over the summer. So um, it'll probably be December that it'll be republished, but it is still available on Amazon right now, the first edition. Excellent. Well, definitely keep me informed and I'll make sure I can share that out to everyone on social media. So finally, what would you say is your golden nugget that people can take away and I mean, they've taken, obviously, I'm sure the listeners have taken a lot away, but what, what would you like to leave? And I call it the golden nugget, the listeners today, that last message from yourself. Learning to love yourself is the absolute greatest love of all. Mm. But make no mistake, it's the learning that it's again not comfortable always it's not going to be you know a you know this field of roses roses have thorns <laughs> as beautiful as they are they have thorns yeah. <laughs> um so it's it's the learning to love yourself learning you know learning and i i take this from my favorite singer whitney houston um of all time um this is actually what pulled me out of my my sunken spot. Listening to the greatest love of all, it's a song. I, she's been my favorite singer since I was two years old. Um, yeah, and I, I'm 40 years old now, and still I've heard that song for so many years that I finally went through it line by line, and I'm like, gosh, in four minutes, there's so much there, you know. Yeah. And th so the golden nugget is, you know, she says in the song, "No matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity." They can't take it away, but you sure can willingly give it away. Mm. You can give it away all the time. So learning to love yourself is, it's easy to achieve. The greatest love of all is easy to achieve, but learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. It is the learning. People always say you should love yourself. No one gives you the how. How do I do that? Mm. That is what I'm on this planet to do. And that's what I'm on this planet to show people how to do. Beautiful, perfect golden nugget to end the interview. Larry, you've been amazing. Where can the listeners and viewers go to find out more about you? Also to do the assessment, the human design assessment. Where can they go on? This is your time to just plug where you are. <laughs> um, so you can find me on my website. That is at, that's at parallary.com. That is P-A-R-A, -A Larry, L-A-R-R-Y.com. 
on the front page there, you will see uh, those, there's a picture of me and you'll see the button there to generate your free human design report. Um, that Feel free to check out the services tab. That Those are all the services that I offer. You can get a copy of my book from there. Um, you can find me on Instagram at officially underscore Larry. Um, I'm really bad at social media though. So if you send a message and it's been a few days, send another. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm really bad at it. Or, or you can email me, which is the better way to get a hold of me at Larry at paralarry.com. Excellent. Larry, you've been amazing. I've learned so much and I'll probably, I reckon I'll be picking your brains out your brains for years to come I reckon <laughs> you can't get rid of me that easily but thank you so much for sharing and for being um, my special guest on the show thank you for having me and thanks everyone for listening it's my pleasure okay everyone well that's it for today take care stay safe and I'll see you real soon bye I hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more motivation and inspiration coming real soon. And if you'd like further information on the services I provide or you'd like to contact me, visit ritahurry.com or email me at info at ritahurry.com. Until next time, take care. the show stay tuned for more tips motivation and of course inspiration coming up real soon if you want to email me and send me messages of what you thought of the show or anything you'd love me to cover on the show please email me at coachrita at swastialiving.com Swastia Living is S-W-A-S-T-H-Y-A-L-I-V-I-N-G dot com. See you real soon. Bye.